Welcome to Artbox. For this episode, I went to Miami during Miami Art Week. I interviewed Amanda, gallery director of Hamiltonian Gallery at the Pulse Art Fair, and Shin of Shin Gallery at the Untitled Art Fair. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy these interviews. First and foremost, I wanted to ask you, how are you? This is in crazy week for you because I've been following you on on the social medias on Instagram and you guys are constantly like you're busy doing everything <laughs> yeah um, well thank you for saying that yes. because we actually just got a really great new social media person awesome and so she's fully aware of how much we are doing on a regular and she said you know your, your social media really wasn't indicating exactly how much you do so I'm going to make yeah. it feel like so she made you it do happen. what you do. <laughs> and I took a look. I've been taking a look now for a while. And I love the way that she's developing the content. As far as how I'm doing, yeah, how I'm are holding you up. Doing? Holding up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding up. I really got very little sleep last night and I'm surprised that I've made it this far in the day and I'm still standing in, in good spirits. So but you're thanks gonna, for asking. Yeah, you're going to need at least a week and a half oh, of, of some R&R. &R. I know it's true, and we're we're driving the work back too. Yeah, and you're this driving all the this work This whole back thing out. is a marathon. It is a marathon. <laughs> it it is. Really, because the social media is making me look like you're. I'm tired too because you guys are just constantly moving. You know. <laughs> oh, thank you. But I, I love it. I love oh. what you guys are doing with it. I'm not surprised that on the beach you see all these planes. You know, because once again they're advertising all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I'm sure maybe in the near future, you guys can probably get one of these banners to fly on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll go that far, but did you notice there was a boat that was going back and forth for the Fina with yeah, the operator jar yeah. piece? This is not America. Yeah. That was also quite a spectacle. I mean, this whole thing is. Well, that's the, that's the, that's a good question to ask you. So in your opinion, because you've been especially at, at Pulse all week, mm -hmm. how much do you think has been just spectacle and how much has it been conversation and conceptual? <laughs> I'd say that the people who stop by our booth and really give it time are yes. people who appreciate the craftsmanship that's being put forward and the amount of thought that goes into that. And that's a testament to the kinds of people that are being attracted to Pulse. I'd say that by and large, the whole fair experience is not about content. And actually, I do think it depends on which fair you're at. So uh, that's to Pulse's credit. I, I haven't had conversations like that at every single fair I've gone to and participated in. One of the artists, actually, it's Curtis Miller, the, the gentleman who we're showing the painter. This is his first art fair and his first Basel. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot. He's a very thoughtful person. He takes a lot of time with his work. It's very deep. It's very personal. He was saying to me, at least based on his first impressions of, of being here within the first couple of days, he said, I feel like there's too much feeling huh. and uh, depth to my work. And that's not what drives this. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I think that we're here and we're seeing the market full force. And, and often you are talking to people that may just be looking for something for their vacation home. I mean, yeah. that is certainly true. Yeah. But I, I told him not to lose hope. And actually, I said, when you go to see Untitled Art Fair, you might feel differently. Yeah. And I, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd say that like Pulse splits the difference. Definitely the people who we've been talking to can appreciate what the artists are doing and, and quite a few people actually are artists themselves also or, yeah. or people who collect and they say these are beautifully made things and they really look carefully which is nice that is nice because like you said it is a world difference about uh what a mile and a half away from here where untitled is it, it's a whole different vibe than mm -hmm. considering the pulps and it's also a whole different vibe when you actually go into the convention center where the r is mm -hmm. and that one seems like compared to the, the untitled here is uh, a little polished 
a little oh, more sure. is what I expected kind of thing, you know? And it's like what I like about Pulse and what I like about Untitled is the simple thing. Well, it's more for Pulse is that it is a little unexpected, mm-hmm. you know? It's for, like you said, a lot of the people who love the craftsmanship, I noticed. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of people who like the, the contemporary and conceptual things going on now. Yeah. Opposed to other things where, like over at Basil, it's almost like a filtered process. And here mm-hmm. it's more raw. Yeah, and I, sure. I like that. You're taking chances on artists at places like this. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and you know me, I, I like doing that. The, yeah. I didn't hop into a car. I did take a jet. I did fly down here mm-hmm. to, to just to cover this moment right here. So. Cool. Well, thanks so much for having me on this. Well, yeah, this no is problem. really nice. Yeah. I'm flattered. You got to have passion. Yeah. Which is a good reason why I think that's why a lot of people should come here and see the passion that is going on. Oh, thank you. Way, you know? Yeah. Because if... A lot of drop what drives people to do what they do is a passion for it. Yeah. Especially with, with what you guys are doing. You can see the passion. Like we were talking a moment ago with when I, I feel tired when I see you guys are mm. on, you know, Instagram, busting your butts on there. It's like, man, that's that's some passion right there. Oh, really, thank you. We really believe in the people that we work with and we have a great team. Yes, you do. I think that we wouldn't dedicate nearly as much of ourselves to this if we didn't feel that the people that we're working on behalf of really stand a chance to make it, but beyond that, that they have something important to say. Yeah. That's what drives everything you do. Well, and that's what I respect about your gallery, because you are giving a, I hate using a marketing term, platform, as my co-host loves using that word, just joking, (laughs) Uh, but um, because I know Desta will hear this and she'll get mad at me. It's you're giving elevation to megaphones and a platforming for Mm. people to tell their stories or tell a story. Not necessarily their own personal stories. Like some artists you have had in the past has told their own stories. Yeah. Other people have just basically told a story. And then yet you have others who are saying, I'm going to tell you a story, but it's more about a thought. Mm-hmm. Let's let's have this thought. Mm-hmm. What I think still is very interesting and what drives what you guys are still doing. Because yeah. you know, you're interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. So and I appreciate that. I think that this booth that we put together in particular had a lot of thought that went into it. Um, we specifically chose to be in the conversation section of this fair, which is when you have a presentation of two artists that have a dialogue. Yeah. And we did something kind of fun. We decided to draw a Venn diagram of the ways that they diverge and intersect. And visually, they really paired nicely together. Magali and Curtis both spend a really long time developing the pieces that they make. Yeah. It's a laborious process for the both of them, and they're really expert craftsmen, but obviously there's a lot of thought that's going into it as far as the, the concepts yeah. and developing that body of work. And I think that that's really visible when you come and see the booth. Like, it's really conceptually driven, but it's also just fun to look at and funny. It is funny, yeah. And playful. Well, it is very playful. And See, the thing is, is that that's what I like about it, because playful usually in, is suggests inviting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're inviting someone to come in and interact and touch, and that, that's what I've been noticing so far so yeah texture is really important in the work color those are invitations in and of themselves yeah and that's the lure in a way because once you get beyond that then you start to see why they're doing what they're doing or the kinds of ideas that they're playing with they don't necessarily always give you answers as to why they're doing what they do but the hope is that there's a conversation there or something that sparks interest and keeps you looking yeah just like hold on a tick why why is it like this why is it white and it has a different color underneath it. Why is it just free dangling with a piece of rope? I had a conversation with somebody about that just earlier. Yeah. And as you can imagine, it went in a pretty sinister direction, but it's honest. Yeah. The artist was thinking about what it takes to survive, both physically and emotionally, through a really tough Canadian winter, which is when she'd gone back to the country. Oh. She actually got 
deported. She got sent back to Canada last year. Oh. Her visa was not renewed, and it was a really tough blow. She'd been in the States for 10 years, and we're living in a very different political time now, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, she went back in the dead of winter and sort of thought, like, well, how, where do I go, and how do I start? And thankfully, she actually had the show at Hamiltonian, and that was a big motivating factor for her, something that got her through the winter. Yeah. But it's a... It's a feat of survival just to make it through one of those Canadian winters. And she she thinks a lot about her heritage. She can trace her ancestry all the way back to some of the founding fathers of Quebec. And so much of that is factoring into the way that she's thinking about the work. So that's all embedded in there. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, yeah. She's proud of it. No, no. Yeah, I would be, too. I mean, I'm proud of it, <laughs> and I didn't do it. <laughs> so what kind of people have come through? Uh-huh. What kind of sales have you noticed or seen and experienced? The buyers that have been coming through for this fair are people, and, and specifically for these artists, are people that are that have a design background yeah. and in some cases own art nonprofits of their own. Oh. So they're working in the arts and they're looking at work quite a bit. And I feel like that's a real testament to the quality of the work that's being made if somebody who's looking quite frequently is willing to spring for what we have to show and can appreciate how much work has gone into the presentation in the booth alone. Yeah. There are a lot of interior designers. There are people who are coming here from, I'd say by and large, people who are traveling here from elsewhere. They're not necessarily based in Miami. Yeah, I have noticed that, yeah, Mm -hmm. which I think is actually really good. Mm Mm-hmm. And curators. I mean, it's one of the nicest things about these fairs, actually, is seeing people that you don't get to see during the rest of the year all come together within the span of a day or two. So you see colleagues that are far flung from New York, Los Angeles, even in locally in DC, we're all we all get so busy. Yeah. This is like a big converging. It's like a, it the is. art world decides to descend on Miami all at once, <laughs> yeah. and that kind of atmosphere of having a booth where people come and want to spend time and have a conversation is really a pleasure. Yeah. In addition to meeting people for the first time that are interested in buying that may not necessarily have a relationship with you, you're building relationships, but then you're also sustaining the ones that already exist. Yeah, that is very important to keep sustaining them. Yeah, and I guess for. Uh, Full disclosure, I have to say I did also buy a piece of work. Oh, congrats. If you remember um, yes, several years ago. So yeah, yeah, uh, before, yeah. I guess for full disclosure, I have to say that. So. Oh, sure. Well, I think I remember that that was a piece by Dane Winkler. And Dane has been doing really well. He he got a Paula Krasner grant and uh, was able to build basically like a live workspace, I want to say, for himself with that money. Yeah, he's doing really Congratulations. well. Congratulations. And he's tenure track. He's a tenure track professor. That's a big part of what Hamiltonian actually aspires to do for the artists that are part of the program. When you show five times within the span of two years, the hope is that that pads your resume enough so that if you were to go up for residencies or teaching gigs, which quite a few artists do, do. you'll have the the track record of exhibitions that they'll really take you seriously as you interview. I have to say this fair, more so than other fairs that happen during the course of the year, is about what happens after hours as much as it is what happens in the booth during the day. Last night, I had that experience too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that's one of the most exhausting things about being here. It's fun, but it's also the pressure of feeling like you've got to be in five places at once. Yeah. And you're still working. And you still got to get up in the morning and work. This fair has hours that start at 10 a.m., which is unusually early. If you're out until two or three in the morning, you and then you got to rally, uh, yeah, big time. Ooh. So by this time, you can probably hear the rasp in my voice. 
It's been a long week, but it's been a really good one. And I love the best part about being down here, in addition to seeing familiar faces, meeting new people, is being right here in this really beautiful weather. I know you don't like the beach, no, but I, full, I love looking out over the water. <laughs> yeah, well, I like the beach at night. I will admit yeah, that. Yeah, it's a treat. It's really a pleasure to come down here. One of the reasons why, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. I would go to the beach all the time. Didn't have a problem going to the beach. So one day, we all, the whole family went to the beach, went down. We decided to have lunch on the beach. By this point, I was kind of tired, a little grumpy. I was hungry, you know, and, and so my mom hands me my favorite sandwich at the time was an egg salad sandwich. And I love egg salad sandwich as a kid, so she should always make it for me. So I decided, all right, it's time to eat this thing. So I took it out of the plastic, what have you. All of a sudden, the wind started to pick up and just sand just uh. all over me in the sandwich. I tried to take a bite of that sandwich, and all I could taste was just the granules of the sand. Sand. It and took so after its name. It took after its name. It became literally a sand sandwich. <laughs> so at that point forward, I was just in a grumpy mood. I was just sitting there grumpy the whole time. I was like, I want to go sit in the car. <laughs> she kind of looked at me and she's like, you're not going to sit in that car. I'm going to sit in the car. She's like, no, you're not sitting in that car. I was like, well, I can't eat my sandwich. She's like, why? Because it has sand all over it. She's like, well. Welcome to the beach. Welcome to the beach. <laughs> well, thankfully, we're not eating any sandwiches here. We're no. just getting some air. No, we're just getting some air. But that's the thing about the breach bees. It's constant. Yes. Because where I, where I grew up, though, was basically in the interior. We had to drive like 30 minutes to the beach. Yeah. So that's where all the humidity shucks showing up. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of beaches and looking out at the water, and there's something about the work that I notice comes down to Miami, again, as opposed to other art fairs. Yeah. The work has to almost compete with the, the natural colors here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very colorful. And what people yeah. are drawn to here is ostentatious ostentatious color almost more than anything else it really it has to it has to pop and yeah. i think that that's something that we, we do very carefully consider when we're thinking about what to bring down here yeah. this is a place that already has a natural vibrancy to it culturally and just even color palette wise and it's a lot of fun even just to watch people walking through the booths during any any art fair I mean, I don't know if you noticed when you were in t Untitled, but they've really curated it according to color. And they did. And the natural sunlight coming Yeah, they through. did. Yeah. It's I noticed. Yeah. I noticed that we stopped and talked to galleries from uh, Paris. Uh -huh. Her artist that she was representing had basically found uh, plywood from Hurricane Ira uh -huh. that hit here. Uh -huh. And the person put it all together, made it in different layers, and added like it made it look like windows that were skewed looking out at, at the ocean and oh, cool. i turned at her and i said to her I was like did you ask to be placed right here at this booth or because it was next to this vip lounge it's like or did they put it there or did they put you here she's like oh no 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 they put us here right it's like oh so that's when i turned around and looked at everything else and that's when i started seeing the theme just hit me it's like oh yeah so this is they are actually curating the fairs absolutely and i never stopped to think that that's what is going on at oh fair. for sure it's about more conceptual uh, uh, curating going on than I ever imagined. So that's what I learned from this. Untitled is a fair. I I have totally got an art crush on that fair. The artistic director there, Omar Lopez Chaud, he does the, the, he works with the curatorial committee and really is very deliberate in who they choose and how they pair them together and what the experience is like for a viewer. He's thinking about these art fairs as though you're going through an exhibition in a museum. There's a little bit of that happening here at Pulse as well. We really lucked out. I'm happy with the way that our booth is placed. We're right next to a tree. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I did. But wood is a theme throughout yeah. the entire exhibition that we have. Uh, Curtis is paying, painting on panel, and then yep. Mag is casting actual 
pieces of wood. The tree kind of doubles as like this selfie station. I mean, the selfie game is ridiculous during these. Uh, you know, I have noticed that. Yeah, it's yeah. like you couldn't help but like run into them. Yeah, right. There's a side benefit to that. There so is a side benefit. You've to got that. a lot of eyes on what is adjacent. Thankfully, yep. just use our hashtag. <laughs> and also, I noticed that like even in the booth just across the way from us, there's a rope tying or not tying station. So that also ties in, literally, ties literally. in yeah, no pun to the work that we've got in the booth as well. So those are, re those are really nice little touches that really kind of help everything to feel like it's gelling and it's a, a true experience. Yeah. Also, I learned a fun fact. I, I love learning fun the, facts. <laughs> the jumpsuits that Rex and I, gallery manager Rex Delafron, we chose to wear it. Those have been a huge hit, which was kind of a surprise. But I told Rex I really wanted to have a uniform this time around because... When you're working really long hours and you've got to get up and be at the booth at 10 a.m., you yep. want to be able to just throw something on, have yeah. it look good, be comfortable, yeah. and not think too hard about it. And this has become kind of a, a catch. It's our it's our calling card, our visual calling card in a way. The the girls with the matching jumpsuits, and we're like, cool. Yeah, we'll do I, this. I, I, like I just it. word of advice: just don't put spattered paint on them. No, 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 <laughs> no posing. None of that. No, none no. of that. None of that. Yeah, I like the workman workman jumpsuit. It's, well, it does look comfortable. No, really, oh, it does. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. Well, the, the jumpsuits were something that were came as kind of a surprise, and yeah. that worked out really nicely. Yeah, you got to wear the sneakers. I don't know how people do it in heels all day long. That's for sure. I have to agree with you. I don't either. <laughs> no, some chunky feet. wedges. I mean, if we have to... Well, you know, we're, it's, it's all about catching someone's eye. So yeah. people are paying a lot of attention to the way that they present themselves in the booth in addition to the work that they have. It's just part of this world. It's, yeah, it is part of the world, yeah. I, I, sometimes I just wish, like, can you just wear T-shirts and jeans? I mean, that should be, it's about the work. Funny enough, I think that because we're dressed this casually, a lot of people have thought that we were the artists. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just had somebody ask me, so are you the artist and you've just been messing with me this whole time? And I was like, why would I? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Not, but that said, I, I like this workman suit because really Rex and I do everything from soup to nuts with the artist assistants, of course. Yeah. But we're driving the work down. I mean, that's something that I think... Some people may not know about what it's like to do one of these art fairs, like what really goes on behind the scenes. You drive the work down, you're here for a full week, the yep. nights are long, the days are long, and then you got to drive it all back. you got to pack it up and drive pack it all back. It all so back. you really are essentially Literally. a workman. Yeah. You really are. So Maybe uh, that should go on an exhibit after the fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of do an archival yeah. exhibit about it. <laughs> but I think it's it's nice to be transparent about that because it is a lot of work, but it's fun. It is like fun. to do it. Well, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. you got to have a passion for it. You yeah. know? And that's why I, I don't blame you. Maybe you should just add a name tag. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, I would say next year. <laughs> Not now. That'll Not be now. Our, next year. That'll be our thing next year, yeah. I had a cross the back, too. That'll be sweet. Oh, wow. I'll get one of the big ones. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's wrap it up. Here, All right. So. Cool. Thanks so much. I'd like to say thank you for having taken the time for me to interview you, Shin, here at uh, Untitled Art Fair. Here in your booth. Welcome. I'm Shin. I have three spaces in the Lower East Side in New York. I started my gallery in 2013, right after my second year of college. Wow. So, yeah, my third year, my junior and senior year, I had to commute from my school. Like, I was studying art conservation at the University of Delaware. Wow. Yeah, to um, Manhattan. I didn't have classes Fridays. Saturdays and Sundays. So I left school on Thursday night and then stayed at the gallery 
Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. It's been five years. This year, I did three different affairs. First one was at the Armory in March. Oh, yeah. And then Expo Chicago, Miami. So, and then here in Miami. Yeah, untitled, yeah. What got you started in wanting to uh, be a gallerist or even a collector for that matter? Uh, how did that passion develop? It was very organic. I've been collecting art past 15 years. So compared to my collector career, my gallerist career is like one third of it, pretty one much. One third of it, yeah. yeah. I never thought that I'm going to become a gallerist, <laughs> but when I was like a dinner plan with my friends in Chelsea. Yeah. And my taxi driver dropped me off. Um, the wrong address? Yeah, wrong address. And it was right in front of a gallery in Chelsea. And I was like, cause I've been collect, I, I, back then I was only collecting old, yeah. old masters and artwork up to post-impressionism. I wasn't so aware of contemporary art. Yeah. So I walk into some galleries in Chelsea. They have like huge spaces. And first, they are so cold. Like, you know, I try to ask them questions, but yeah. they're just like, they treat me like a ghost. <laughs> I'm not exist. You yeah. know, they don't say hi when I walk in. Yeah. I'm just like, I think I can do better than this. And then like three months later, I found a space in the Lower East Side. Mm -hmm. And then I opened up a forest space at the corner of Grand and Orchard. And then I expanded like another like second space right next to the first. And now I built a third space right next to the second. Wow, so, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, by March, I'm connecting all those all three sp spaces wow. together. Yeah, I am looking at your work in here and this is Highly conceptual and very contemporary. You said at the beginning you were collecting masters. Yes. So, and then you went in and had that awkward experience when looking at contemporary work, right? Is yes. That, how did you get pulled into wanting to uh, represent and show uh, contemporary work? What What was the, the that aha moment that you had? First, the price. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be honest, yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, some of unknown... Um, Artists, like contemporary artists, artworks are more expensive than, you know, Toulouse Lautrec drawings or, yeah, an impressionist artist that, yeah. drawings. Yeah. So I'm like, something is strange, you know? Yeah. Like, we, we don't know this young artist will last the next five years, but why this artist is as expensive as some of well-known artists? Yeah. And then there was one reason, why one of the reasons. And then second, I always wanted to meet artists, but how can I meet Van Gogh? How can I meet Toulouse Lautrec? How can I meet Rembrandt? You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're not around. <laughs> no. No. Um, they're busy up there. You yeah, know? They're busy. yeah. They're busy. They're busy somewhere else on another yeah. plane. Yeah. I want. I wanted to discover. You know, next great artists. Yeah. Next Picasso. Next Klimt. Yeah. So uh, I started representing artists, not uh, just American artists, but also artists from Europe, Asia, South America. Yeah. I've been showing like very international. Yeah. How how do you go about uh, looking for your next? Uh, I don't want to say big artist, but a next uh, game changer uh, artist for you. Do you? go to other galleries and look at that work and go, I, I'm going to start representing this person or do you go through word of mouth? Um, you know, finding 
a new artist is like a meeting a new friend, you know? Yeah. We never know how or where we're going to meet our next friend, right? Right. It's exactly the same. Huh. Hmm. I see what you're saying, yeah, because it, it's almost serendipitous. It is. And you never know. Like, you could be uh, eating in a restaurant, and you can just overhear someone, and you turn over and you start talking to them. Next thing you know, the, what they're doing is catching your eye, and what they're going in trajectory-wise is also attracting you. Right. I see. Where, where did you grow up? Here in the States, or...? I, uh, I moved to the States when I was 16. So I went to high school on Long Island. Oh, wow. And then I went to college uh, in Delaware. So before then, I was in Korea. Oh, okay. So before 16, you lived in, in South Korea. Yes. So uh, did you move here by yourself or did you, uh, did you move with family or? Yeah, it was by myself. Oh, crazy, man. <laughs> Back then, I was, I wanted to become a basketball player. Ain't <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Well, it kind of goes back to what you just said a moment ago about serendipity. So this time, I brought one artist from Switzerland. Her name is Loredana Sperini. Uh, she makes sculptures and some uh, wax paintings. She, she in, uh, uses all different media, for uh -huh. example, cement, wax, bronze, aluminum, and etc. What's so interesting about her is she, uh, when she creates uh, sculptures, she only casts her friend's body parts, but it's only her girlfriend's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I see now. Yeah, and, and see finger in some of the castings and hands. Right, yeah. And I asked her, like, why do you only cast your girlfriends and she says there's no like specific reasons like i find uh my female friends bodies prettier than her uh boyfriend's bodies so yeah and like she combines geometric shape elements with very biomorphic yeah very body parts shapes, yeah organic yeah. shapes Boma acquired two pieces this year. Oh, cool. It's been quite successful uh, showing her in Miami this year. Another artist is from South Korea. His name is Kim Min Lee. If you take a closer look, you see, I mean, it's quite disturbing. Yeah. Ever since he was a kid, he has a mental illness. So all the images are based on his hallucinations. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> so... Yeah, I decided to show both Loridana and Kumin worked together at the Ontario booth. And uh, people really enjoy, you know, like looking at them yeah. together. Yeah, I see, because you're right. It, it does flow with the juxtaposition of both their works working together. I like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you got this kind of, um, like you said a moment ago, this morphic organic thing going on. And then you got this nice geometric shapes juxtaposed right next to it. It, it really is a nice flow of this organic thing going on. I like that. Well, uh, well, thank you for taking the time again. Thank you very much. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Amanda and Shin for taking the time to be interviewed. If you want to learn more about their galleries, go to hamiltoniangallery.com and shin-gallery.com. I also would like to give Pulse Art Fair and Untitled Art Fair a huge thank you for allowing me to cover their events. You can learn more about these fairs at pulseartfair.com and untitledartfairs.com. And of course, thank you for listening.